welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Griffin, it is Dare to Christmas! Woo! Woo! Christmas time! There's probably some sleigh bells right now. Ching, 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 I always like to school people on how to use uh, sleigh bells because I was in uh, in middle school band. Yeah, me I was, too. Yeah. You oh, hold yeah. it upside down and then you tap your hands. On the handle, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you don't you don't shake them. Yeah, that, I was, that, that's a sacrilege. I was a I did percussion in middle in middle school band, um, and had the great honor of uh, using the sleigh bells for probably um, the song that Winter features, Wonderland. Probably. Yeah. Um, or no, no, no. It was it was a uh, sleigh ride. Oh, I had the great pleasure of um, playing the timpani. Um, doing the ba, 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 da, <laughs> and I got to do the rum, bum, 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 and I felt really cool. I had also the distinct pleasure in Sleigh Ride to do the uh, the whip crack at the end with oh. like the two big pieces of wood. Yeah, that just like I got crack. you. Yeah. Come um, on and take a sleigh ride. <laughs> That's not the song. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, on the topic of sleigh bells, I, um, was in, uh, in high school choir, we did, we did a song where there was going to be sleigh bells going while we were singing, and my choir director, uh, holds up the sleigh bells and is like, who wants to do it? And some kid runs up there and is like, oh, me, me, and grabs them, and starts shaking them like a crazy person, and I go, no, 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 and I grab it, and I very gently go, the ting, 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 and I was like, you're doing it, Griffin, I'm like, all right. Yeah, in choir, we played with our symphony orchestra in Canton, and um, they had the, the guy with the wood, the little snappy wood thing, mm-hmm. but, like, they didn't have it during rehearsal, and it was right by my head. <laughs> so, yeah, da 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 smack! <laughs> and I was like, ah! Shit! <laughs> Very good. Yeah, it was great. All right, so that's our segue into this episode. Welcome, folks, to episode four, or our super special Christmas episode. Ooh. Hope you're all having a, a wonderful holiday season, uh, whichever brand of winter holiday you uh, partake in. Whatever your um. your literal poison is, because no matter where you are, there's some sort of person and or food type and or alcohol that's going to make you less than happy this year <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm personally very excited um because my christmas gift is coming a little bit early in the form of one zachary t rob yeah i know yeah. i'm gonna be there in a couple well what is a couple days from a recording day um oh, yeah. and what was about a week and a, about a, a week and a half from the air date podcasts yeah. are weird podcasts are recording very, very schedules weird. are weird 
Well, what's easier about recording this one to another path is that we have a very, like, a much quicker turnover. Yeah, it's a lot easier to edit because it's just the two of us. It's Well, that and it's just we, we record one episode, mm-hmm. edit that one episode. That's true. Uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a, it's a I think a simpler process. Like I don't want to even think about what Chase goes through trying to cut one recording session into multiple pieces. I edited one episode, so uh, episode two um, was my first time editing a podcast ever, and you should have y'all should have seen my panicked texts to Zach and Chase, and my very long text <laughs> threads of of tips and tricks. Because I was already really behind on time because I was moving around that time as well. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, Zach, I don't know if I can get this out there. I don't know if I can do it, man. I was like, uh, I can't help you. I'm in Iowa. <laughs> and there was a bevy of problems that both Zach and Chase were able to help me out with. But um, hey, we got it. We got, we got it. there. And I actually and, yeah. found out I really enjoy the process. Because I'm, I'm, hey, no, I'm no stranger to editing. Like I, I used to do vi- uh, uh, video projects all the time. And editing those, and actually just edited in Premiere because mm-hmm. I knew how to use Premiere. Um, super, super fun. Um, well, there we go. It really Fantastic. appeals to that like detail-oriented part of my brain. Yeah, um, most definitely. But yeah, we are doing a special holiday-themed episode for you guys. We have yeah, we've got some some real fun holiday creatures some, in a winter wonderland of pet shop. Mm-hmm. So do we just want to jump to our very first one? Yeah, I think so. Um, for this first one, I will say I'm also very excited. We're going off book for the first time this episode, and by off book, I mean out not out of the owner's manual. But I mean a couple are a couple are, but we're gonna start after that. Yeah, we're gonna start in the uh, owner's manual. Um, so let's go ahead and flip to toward the back. Fortunately, the owner's manual is alphabetical. Um, the first pages of Y. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about Yetis. The Yeti, or Abominable Snowman, as they're otherwise known. Yes. Before we get too deep into Yetis, I have a, I have a Yeti-related story I want to share. Um, oh, please and thank you. So you remember our old manager at uh, the cookie shop, Joey. Um, yes. Zach and I used to work at a cookie shop together. And we had a manager there. His name was Joey. And Joey is the guy that I shared all of my D&D, like, behind-the-scenes stuff to because I couldn't talk to my friends about it because I was running them. You DMs out there understand. And yes. one of the first big combats they were going to be going up against was up against a bunch of yetis. And Joey was really excited that I was using yetis to the point where we ca- the encounter became known as Yeti Bowl 2K18. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I guess at this point it would have been uh, 2K17, yeah. Um, because then later, uh, in the campaign after that, our friend Zan was running, and they had a Yeti encounter, and I lost my mind, and I immediately Snapchatted uh, Joey, Yeti Ball 2K18! <laughs> yeah, Yeti! That's great. So I have a soft spot for Yetis um, purely because of that. But uh, yeah, Yetis are we get you got two two brands of Yetis in the owner's manual and in our shop here. Um, mm-hmm. Also, put on your winter coat, my friends, because the yes, Yetis. Yes, because it's about to get chilly. We've we've had to spend a, a veritable fortune on air conditioning. Yes, to most. keep these habitats ready. You know, we we did that, but then why don't we just like you know have a portal to like. 
the North Pole and then set up a pen there instead of spending all this money on air conditioning like a bunch of putzes. Well, like two putzes. You and I. That's because... A duo of putzes. That's because I was going to say, we are but two simple putzes. And... The, the putz bros. We have a literal infinite number of creatures in this shop, and we can't come up with good ideas for all of them until usually after the fact. But... That's fair. Our brains are running at 5,000 all the time. We can get the arcanists in here. Um, We can send out one of our our rangers to to find a suitable location, and Mm -hmm. we can start that process. I'll go ahead and... um, After this, I'll I'll head over to the the offices real quick and, and... Get that get that uh, order started, but um, hey, you, you take such good care of me. Someone's got to. It's yeah. Certainly, it's certainly not going to be the love of your life. Um, anyway, it's going to uh, be me. So it's going to be you. Just remember that. It's I'm all you have in this world. Me, no, I'm trying to do a bit. <laughs> oh, sorry. All right, I was, all right, redo. I was going to say I was going to do the thing that say that I'm all you have in this world. I mean, it, it, that's I'm not all you have entirely false. Yes. Yeah, these are awesome. They uh, are so, oh, yeah, as you hunters. said, there's two spices. <laughs> yeah, you have yetis and you have uh, abominable yetis, which, as far as I can tell, are just bigger, better yetis. Are bigger, badder <laughs> yetis? Yes. <laughs> so yetis are large monstrosities. Mm-hmm. So they're pretty fucking big. Yeah. But then you get to yeah, uh, abominable yetis are considered are the classification huge. It says in their text that an abominable yeti is uh, stands three times as tall as a human, which Zach Rob, for those who don't know, is a pretty tall dude. So yeah, I'm like six five. So a a three time a Zach Rob's comparably sized yeti is that would be. What nearly uh, twenty oh feet goodness. tall? Yeah, like nineteen and a half yeah. feet tall. That's ridiculous. That is absolutely horrifying. <laughs> they fought an abominable yeti too. It was one abominable yeti with two smaller yetis. I would come up to its knee. Abominable yetis are nasty. Um, they are they are creatures uh, with. I mean, I think most people have an understanding of what a yeti is. A visual idea. Um, yeah. But they're they're bipedal. They have you know covered in big fluffy white fur. Um, sometimes have horns. Sometimes don't. Depends on your sort of cultural take on yetis. Because some people, to some people, yetis are just mountainous uh, Arctic bigfoot. Sasquatch. Yeah. Yes. Big feats. Um, but yetis, yetis in the in the owner's manual and the type that we carry currently um, are much more like gorilla esque. Yeah, they're a little apish. Like... Weird snow gorillas. Yeah, they. I think they even are depicted with like opposable toes. Yeah, like they have a climb speed, so they're they're you know uh, able to quickly scale mountains and uh, cliff sides, and they're in their uh, snowy homes. Um, they have the pretty pretty understandable ability to blend in with the snowy environment. Well, they are of course immune to the effects of chilling winters and the cold. What with all the fuzz. And, I mean, if they weren't, they'd just be miserable all the time, really. They Like, not only are they big and scary, but, like, they play, like, mind tricks on you, man. Yeah. They're called terrifying howlers. <laughs> this is very oddly poetic. May I read for you, Miss mm-hmm, Griffin? 
Uh, before an avalanche, a blizzard, or a deadly frost, the Yeti's howls sweep down the mountain's slopes on the icy wind. Mm. Some people of the Alpine peaks believe that the voices of loved ones killed in avalanches and blizzards sound out in the wails of the Yetis, crying warnings of ill omen. Oh, man, that's just, like, real intense. Yeah, I love all the, the, the folklore that surrounds things like this. Mm-hmm. Yetis are are like a lot of the creatures we showcase here. Yetis, at first glance, are seem maybe a bit rough, a bit um, brutal. For example, mm-hmm. it says in here um, when creatures flee from a yeti or engage it in battle, other yetis might catch the scent of blood and close in. They're territorial and uh, fight and have been known to eat one another. Um, you know, that's a little messed up. But, again, we take these things from kind of rough situations. The lone outcast yeti. Mm-hmm. Maybe an emo yeti. Um. <laughs> <laughs> emo yeti. He's sitting there listening to his uh, a Bullet for My Valentine records. Oh my god, Because they, they don't pull. sound as well on, on, on compact disc. It's all about the vinyl. That was a really good pull. I was hey, really excited you. to see what emo band you came up with, and I was very happy that it was Bullet for My Valentine. <laughs> I got you. Uh, <laughs> but Yetis, I'm going to go ahead and say the most appealing quality about Yetis. I mean, just look how fuzzy they are. Like, Dude, they, they are. Could you imagine like how precious a little baby Yeti would oh. be? Like, imagine, you oh. know, a friggin' Turk or whatever from uh, Tarzan. Yeah. But Yeti. And just like hanging out, just oh. Rosie O'Donnell as a as a little gorilla, and just hanging with you. That's would amazing. Be amazing. They're so cuddly. Yeah. And they just kind of would like latch onto you, kind of like a koala yeah. bear. And you'd just be like, oh, oh, your 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 horn's getting really close to my eye, it's there, fine, friend. It's fine. Okay, and, then, and it would be like, ah, oh, sorry. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, it's all right, little Turk. <laughs> they do speak Yeti. They do have a a a, a, a language amongst yeah. themselves. The thing, the thing you need to watch out for and perhaps just sort of uh, train a little bit to not use on you is the chilling gaze where they can look at you and attempt to paralyze you. Yeah. With like a sort of just like an instant frostbite look. Which, yeah. if, if you're being um, if you're being like assaulted by someone, man that's handy. But Nothing, not something you would want like first thing in the morning when you wake up to feed your yeti. You know, the yeti's scratching at the door at six in the morning, and she's like, oh, "Okay, time to get time to get up." And they do, yeah, they do also have cold breath. Well, the the, so. the biggins do. Is that is that just the big ones? Yeah, just the abominable. Oh yes, do. just the abominable guys. Oh okay, they. I will say, uh, yetis do um, you know, for your home. They do have a fear of fire. Yes. So. Any sort of you know, fireplace or you know campfire you may be making, you're going to want to have some way of obscuring it from your yeti, mm-hmm. just you know for their comfort and convenience. They're very much it's like the scene in in like Frankenstein where the villagers are waving the torch at the Frankenstein monster, and they're like, mm-hmm. hey, hey. it's very much that. Yeah, exactly. Now, here's um, a thing that I um, have learned from a recent film, actually. Um, the, the animated film Smallfoot, 
Um, you were telling me about Smallfoot at also, one point. Also, very good singers. Yeah, is that right? is that universal across Yetis? You think, or I? I mean, I would uh, like believe so. They do howl. They howl. They have. They, so they definitely have the breath support for <laughs> singing. And you, know, you know, the breath is is like the bass. You know, mm-hmm. if you have the breath, like I feel like you're good to go. Mm-hmm. That's where it all starts. Now, Yetis are. Mm-hmm. Naturally, in nature, your usual Yeti mm-hmm. uh, tend towards chaotic evil. Now, uh, again, as we always say, you know, there's always that exception to the alignment. There's the – I think we need – I think we need a um, the more you know style stinger that we can play. Uh, mm-hmm. As we say the phrase, there's an exception to every alignment. As I really – I actually kind of legitimately want that. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll work on that. We'll, we'll work on it. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, lo- love is all you need, and uh, it's all about love, baby, all that good stuff. Mm. Um, so if you love, you know, this, this yeti, you show it that you don't mean it harm, um, and you know, you show it consistently. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, these yetis, like I've said, we, you know, we we tend to to pull a lot of them out of bad situations, um, but if we're you're showing them that there's someone that you can that there's well that you're someone they can trust there we go that wall will come down eventually yeah and and just make sure to stay away from their giant giant fists until then (laughs) yetis kind of have a unfortunate reputation of being uh used sometimes Mm -hmm. um it says in our owner's manual there's a little uh, note here that devious mountain folk sometimes use them as unwitting weapons that people would lay down slaughtered sheep or goats to draw yetis into enemies camps and just mm-hmm. use them to butcher their foes, which is so shitty. Like, yeah, they're not like your your weird like typhoid blankets to just give people. Yeah, um, mountain clan chiefs wanting trash. to expand their territory overhunt local game to diminish the Yeti's food supplies, inspiring attacks on humanoid settlements that are swiftly annexed in the aftermath. Like, hey, warlords, trash. really smart, really shitty. Yeah, I mean, they're warlords for a reason. Yeah. I won't give them that. Yeah. But still, very, very shitty. Yeah. So, Most death. So uh, it is very much... The, these res- these yetis are very much uh, rescues um, from... And, and <laughs> we kind of... It's kind of a dual-purpose rescue, because not only did we rescue them from these uh, resource-reduced areas, but also probably... But they rescued us. Well, I was going to say we rescued the people that the Yetis were going to brutally murder. Oh, but in a I way, they did. They rescued rescue us by us. Te- yeah, by teaching us a valuable life lesson about you know, not judging a book by its cover <laughs> and, and giving things um, a sort of a chance, yeah. you know? Because you know everyone's different, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was teaching kids about today: is acceptance of differences. Ah, nice. Anyway. I, this is um, this show is really good for you to plug the knowledge you've learned in doing this from, from my my weird ass job. Yeah. <laughs> See, I just make sandwiches all day. Mmm, sandwiches. Anyway, <laughs> um, so Yetis, pretty dope. Yeah, give them lots of love, lots of. Food. They are kind of yeah, lots of food. They are giant rage monsters, mm-hmm. um, especially you know if they've been in a terrible situation. But you know, with enough love um, and, and structure, you could definitely um, you know, make it a, a forever home. 
I'm pretty sure I just stole that that nugget of wisdom from a movie I just saw. Now I feel dirty inside. <laughs> so I will say, uh, loyal customers, that the application process for adopting an abominable Yeti is pretty rigorous. There is well that and. Uh, like, like surprisingly, the wait list is very long. Yeah, right like a lot of people are, are into the idea and don't really understand the the risks and requirements involved. So yeah, they have to take a course. Yeah, it's um, there's a there's yeah. it's you basically have to become serve safe vis a vis Yetis. Exactly. Yeah. It's, as as you know, as if uh, Griffin and I's schedules aren't already ridiculously busy well, with you know, what with managing the shop and also our, our random day jobs mm-hmm. um but now we're we're teaching a course on raising abominable yetis yeah. so if you want to sign up for that one you can check it out at petshopcast.com um sign up is 50 dollars us and uh send that over to uh patreon.com slash another path podcast i'm just kidding but no for really if you want to support us check us on the patreon yeah you know fantastic do we want to move on to our next uh next creature yes i am i'm very excited about this next one everyone i think is familiar similar to how people have sort of a natural understanding of of yetis um there's a natural understanding of uh what a golem is yes um, but we're not just talking about any golems, are we? There, no, Griffin? sir, we are not. While you have a, a a pretty standard array of golems in your owner's manual, there are iron Being golems. from stone to flesh. Yeah. We're talking in the spirit of the holidays about snow golems. And... Thumpity thump thump, thumpity thump thump, here we fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> I need to save that five seconds of audio and then just have that on my phone when I need an inspiring moment where I can just (laughs) pop in my earbuds real quick and hear Zach Robb tell me it's ready to fucking go. Um, (laughs) But yeah, the most famous of uh, snow golems, Frosty the Snowman. Of course. And I think a lot of people are familiar primarily with the movie. Uh, Like there's the song, of course. Yeah. that's are you talking about the, the the animated one yeah the animated frosty the snowman is there a live action mm-hmm. frosty the snowman i be i feel like at some point probably that kind of frightens me yo frosty the snowman came out in the film came out in 1969 yeesh we went to the moon then Woo! Uh, this is trash <laughs> But yeah, um, so golems in general. Ooh, my voice just cracked. That was fun. Ooh, golems. Um, golems are typically animated constructs from some sort of uh, inanimate material, i.e. clay, iron, stone, snow. Flesh. Flesh. I don't want to talk about flesh golems. I don't, I'll, be, I'll be honest, Zach. I want to put my foot down at flesh golems. I don't want to sell any of them. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want them in the shop. Okay, well, all I'm saying is that we shouldn't be, you know, ostriches about this and bury our, head, our heads in the sand, you know? Like, they're there. They're, you know, it's they're not going away. Yeah. We should be able to talk about them openly. That's fair. It, it, that, that's, that's you know, the, the basis on pretty much every every sort of issue we have yeah, in this world. You're right. It's the ability to, to talk about things. This is why This is why you're my better half. Um, this is this has been Zach Robb's inspiration corner. Bum, 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 bum. 
<laughs> can we get Chase to make just like ten different musical stings that we can just, just play like, at random points? Just like a bunch of like four note like yeah, or <laughs> do, do, do. or if we can get uh, Nikki from Nikki Does Puzzles. Uh, oh, Nikki Does Puzzles! I love Nikki Does. Puzzles. Yeah, Nikki Does Puzzles. The person who uh, the the musical talent, fantastic theme music. Um, thanks, Nikki Does Puzzles. I just realized we never we've never given her a, a shout out for making our a shout music. out. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, well, here's the first one. We're very sorry we haven't done yeah. so until now. Nikki Does Puzzles, also my beloved. There she is. Yeah. <laughs> um, amazing theme song. Also gave me the idea to put all the fantastic animal sounds over it. It's really so. good. Yes. Um, but let's return to snow golems. Um, snow golems. There is... Hey, Zach. Yeah? Um, if, uh, if there was a... So you're familiar with the movie The Greatest Showman, right? Yes. Would you say that Frosty is the greatest snowman? Um, I don't think I can work here anymore. <laughs> I think this is my notice. No, your name's on the door. I do. I do want to talk about the real quick the mythos behind Frosty the snowman, the greatest snowman. <laughs> He is arguably the most famous snowman in the world. I mean, it's fair. He is. He is the greatest snowman. (laughs) Anyway, so. Yeah, hit me with some mythos. Frosty the Snowman, uh, if you haven't listened to the song or watched the movie recently, is, uh, he was just your average snowman who was um, created by a bunch of kids. But then when placing a weird-ass decrepit hat they found in the trash upon its head it became you know it it became to dance around or whatever the fucking song says yeah so what in that hat animated this snow and that's what I want to know um I would like to to answer that question I would like to refer to an article that I just surfed up um okay (laughs) with the headline of Frosty the Snowman is probably a lich that would make a lot of sense. Um, this thread comes to us from, or this thread article comes to us uh, from Kotaku and a reference, a Reddit thread uh, by Kid Black, uh, which reads, The quote-unquote old top hat is a phylactery. When placed upon a suitable snow body allows the lich spirit Frosty to possess his frozen host. He charmed the children that... to be his thralls, and seeking to sow as much chaos before his finite time expires, he torments the people of the village with his vile broomstick staff. Thumpity thump thump is the sounds of bodies hitting the ground as their life forces are drained into the aforementioned phylactery, fueling another chance at winter destruction before the seasons change anew. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Okay, well... <laughs> I'm not going to say I have chills right now, but uh, I have chills right now. Um, I guess this makes a lot of sense. To the uninitiated, uh, liches are wizards who tried to basically surpass death, locking their life forces into objects known as phylacteries that keep them bound to this plane indefinitely and are generally pretty fucking evil. So Something in that drives them mad of sorts. Mm-hmm. 
So the hat, the hat's the phylactery. Is the phylactery uh-huh. that causes the snow to be possessed by the soul of Frosty, which is in the hat, which is in the hat. The body is but a vessel. Yeah, because it makes sense. Because it, it, when when it's not winter, I mean, you can't you can't. There's no snow. Now I, I want to know what it, why the you know you know his name is, if his name is actually Frosty. Yeah. Or is that just an alias he used because he was in a snowman, you know? Maybe. Was he like, oh, I'm in snow. Yeah, my name's f- fucking, I don't know, what, Frosty? Or was, or was the name given to him? Was his was his real name lost to time? Because he's an immortal Ooh. lich. And it has, just been, it has just been withered down to its core base, which is Frosty. Can I'm going through the lyrics go... right now. Of uh, Frosty the Snowman. Frosty the Snowman? Yeah. He does at one point shout, catch me if you can. (laughs) So not only is he causing chaos, he is like taunting the authorities. He led them down the streets of town right to the traffic cop. Right to the traffic stop. And only paused a moment. He heard him holler, stop. But no, he keeps running. He just kept Over the hills of snow. He only paused for a moment. He comes into town, he terrorizes people, he lures children to his thrall to be his his meat shields, basically, so that people won't step to him for risk of the kids, and the kids are sad as he's going to go away because he has his wiles over them. Don't you cry. I'll be back again someday. someday. Shit! (laughs) No, he'll be back for their souls! (laughs) He waved goodbye. He's like, I'll be back. God, and then those kids oh, need years man. of therapy. Okay, so I feel like we at this point we should probably just go right ahead and say that we condemn lichhood. <laughs> um, it's it's certainly especially when it causes to the harvesting of uh, of other living beings' souls mm-hmm. for your own devious needs. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Fucking. There is frosty. there is a there is a frosty the snowman stat block for D anD. d isn't he like a warlock or something? Um, on this, yeah, the one I'm looking at, he's got a bunch of warlock spells. He has, he has some legendary act. He's got he's got cone of cold, uh, wall of ice, flesh to stone turns target to ice instead. I like hat teleport. <laughs> hat teleport. Magically teleports to an unoccupied space you can see within sixty feet, then disappears and reappears beneath his hat. Oh, that's man. hilarious! Kudos. I don't have a credit here, um, but kudos to whoever designed this. It's on that same aforementioned Reddit thread uh, by user Kid Black, K-I-D-D Black. Uh, if anyone wants to scope that out, very, that's very hilarious. Good. That's awesome. So, um, yo, this article's fresh, too. This We caught this. This only came out, like, a couple weeks ago. Oh, Hell shit. yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. All right, so, so to, to concisely put it here, um, ice golems themselves, sure. Mm-hmm. Can, you know, like, when we were talking about elemental sort of... Um, you know, can be very useful yeah. and, and and helpful. Um, however, I would if they come with any sort of belongings, <laughs> be wary. Perhaps try burning <laughs> them first. I have I have a good idea. I don't think it's my one good idea of the show. It might be, but um, here's what here's what I uh, just jumped to mind. You know how people tend to have well, some people really like to go all out for their christmas like their home christmas decorations like the the yes. crazy tons of lights and all the uh nativities all of the and set up and whatnot 
how awesome would it be to have snow golems uh basically as like living like actors basically in your oh, in your be cool. setup because like the, there are there are you know famous houses from around the world that like people will come from states away to come see yeah and so you could have see the lights yeah, yeah you could have them like you could deck them out uh with with lights and uh decoration and holly and have them cruise around your yard and wave to the people and be like what's up check out this super cool house Meanwhile, all the lights are timed with some Trans Siberian Orchestra, yeah. and just like, <laughs> I know, I know, TSO is like always talked about in the Christmas season, and a lot of people think TSO is overrated. I love TSO, dude. They put on a good ass yeah. show, and you can't fault them for that. Folks at home, if you haven't uh, gone to see Trans Siberian Orchestra live, go uh, go check that out. It's uh, it's pretty tight. But yeah, and also golems. I think I think it's pretty comfortable to say that like golems, golems by their nature are constructs. They don't they don't require yes. food, air, water, sleep, anything like that. And so like when when the winter time is over, your snow golems can just you can just disanimate them, and you can just bring them back next winter season. It's mm-hmm. totally cool. That or if you have a very large walk-in or, Yeah, life. if you have a built-in walk-in, uh, you can just keep your snow golem uh, around year-long. Or if you live in Canada. Or, or yeah, Canada. Canada. If you will. Alaska. Uh, prob- probably, uh, like, Sweden. Oh, geography. <laughs> Fantastic. So, ice golems, snow golems, slash... Terrible, terrifying liches. Yeah. Hey, do you know um, uh, Switzerland also would work? Uh, <laughs> yes. Norway. Antarctica. Antarctica. Um, North Pole. But then the North Pole would be, you know, it kind of feeds into the whole mythos of Christmas yeah. anyway. Hey, do you want to hear a, a, a fun fact about Switzerland? Yeah. Well, the flag's a big plus. Get the, get the fuck <laughs> out of here. <laughs> Okay, I said I was going to quit earlier, now I really mean I'm going to quit. No, I need you. You just got to cross the Zach. It'll just be... And the Griffins! <laughs> and customers will come in and ask about the cross that day. and was like, who? did someone else used to run this shop with you? And go, no. Not since the incident. He left. <laughs> he was claimed by Frosty. Oh, hey, Griffin, I forgot to mention something really cool that happened earlier. What's that, Zachrob? So we had a, a customer come in, and you mm-hmm. won't believe who it was. Was it um, Al Gore? No, not, he he did come in, but that was like a couple weeks ago. Okay. Because I got you, I got the note that you said we had a, a He celebrity. was in, he was looking for hook horrors. He would not talk about why. Mm. Which I was like, mm, maybe some other time, Al. Um, yeah. And then he left in kind of a huff. Okay. But, no, Griffin, the Krampus was here. The Krampus. Like, the Krampus. I wasn't aware he knew that, knew how to find us. Well, apparently, he found, apparently he, he has been a fan. He found our website and came to check hey, out the shop. Is the Krampus a listener? <laughs> apparently. Hi, Krampus. Hey, Krampus. What's up, man? It's been a minute. Oh, man. I was, it was That's, very, what was, very it, what was he in for? Was he in for snow golems or 
No, honestly, we um, got the we got that deal going on. It makes sense. Yeah, uh, I mean, he was looking for some some help on, on some snow golem stuff, but also like he just like I said, you know, he's a big fan of the show and just kind of wanted to I'm say that he chat. really supported everything that we are doing here. That's awesome. Which was really nice of him. Honestly, it kind of warmed yeah. my heart a bit. He snarled once. Um, I don't think he meant to. I think like he was you know like the Christmas season has kind of been sort of wearing on him. Um, yeah, it's peak season. It is, it is. Um, so, uh, for those of you at home who don't know about the Krampus... Yeah, let's talk about our buddy. Yeah, you know, why, why not, you know? We've got a sec. We, we, we've got some time here. Yeah. I'm gonna pull up... This guy's famous. Like, he's got a wiki and everything. Yes, he's that big. Uh, yeah. He actually is pretty big, too. He's kind of a big guy. See, when I first had heard of the Krampus, I mm. was not at all accurately like informed i was just told like yeah he's like the mean version of santa which Mm -hmm. is essentially bullshit (laughs) you know some depictions of krampus honestly kind of remind me of you know the 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 yetis from the owner's manual you know sort of Mm -hmm. um large white furred um males of sorts um, but mm-hmm. with horns, um, and you know, big old, big old sharp teeth. Yeah, it's he's pretty commonly depicted as half goat, half demon. Yes, which is no offense to our friend, but pretty accurate. It is, in fact, true. Um, yeah, he uh, he hails from you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, he he bounced around you know, Austria, Bavaria, Croatia, Czech Republic, Hungary, sort of that area of mm-hmm. uh europe some some of the more nordic regions yeah you know he just he, christmas season he he po- likes to go around and punish children who haven't you know who've, who've misbehaved a little that's kind of like his that's like he gets such a bad rap though yeah look all like, he's doing is trying to get the youth of of the world to sh- you know, clean up their act yeah and he definitely gets a bum rap for that he often got accused of like uh, abducting people, yeah, you know, kids, throwing them into or... into his big sack and and taking them away to like yeah. eat them and stuff. You know, misinformation spreads like wildfire. And... There's a apparently a tradition where uh, people would exchange greeting cards featuring depictions of our friend the Krampus, mm-hmm. uh, usually with. Um, like rhymes or poems on them uh, often featured looming menacingly over children (laughs) (laughs) over time the representation of krampus in the cards has changed older versions have a more frightening krampus while modern versions have a cuter more cupid like creature depicted that's a little that's man (laughs) i mean the guy's been active for literal centuries it makes sense and he doesn't like the limelight he doesn't like people to really Kind of, he doesn't like the spectacle in. people have created around him. Is what you know what he was talking about with me is that you know he just he in his younger days he just decided that he could use sort of his gifts his abilities to to really try to make a difference and it's been sort of twisted and and mm-hmm. bastardized into what it is today. Which you know it's it's sad. Yeah, he's a good dude. Ultimately, Poor Krampus. Down. our yeah. customer Krampus. <laughs> Here's something I want to ask you because I didn't I I still have never met the dude. Yeah, like I know I know. I mean, I, I hadn't met him until earlier today. He's yeah. 
Um, it's often, there's often been depictions where he has one, like, cloven hoof, like a goat, mm-hmm. and one human foot. Can you confirm or deny? Both cloven. Really? Uh, but, but, look, I mean, are, are all depictions of things always the same, you know? That's or is, is Krampus, you know, does he have uh, the ability to, to, to change a little, you know, change his appearance? Who knows? He might. Couple yeah. centuries, you probably got some some sort of ability going for you. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, if Saint Nick can squeeze his fat ass down a tiny little chimney, that's with, fair. With, with nothing but you know weird Christmas elf dust. It says here it is customary to offer a Krampus schnapps. Hmm. You know what? I think I think um, he just left. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go get uh, one of our one of our runners. And I want to get I want to I want to invite the Krampus to our holiday Christmas office to our, party to our party. Oh, yeah. that'd be great! I want to bring Krampus to the office party, and we'll go and we'll pick up a bottle of schnapps just for him, just for him, a present. You know where you know you know Santa Claus. You know he's got all his his, his freaking elves and Mrs. Claus and all them. You mm-hmm. know, who is Krampus got us? Us <laughs> and you, our fellow listeners, yeah. So you know, keep keep Krampus in your Christmas, you know, keep, uh, Christmas wishes, prayers, mm-hmm. whatever you do, because you know he he just he it's supposed to be the season of love, and where's the love for Krampus? I don't know. There is a growing Krampus trend in the Northern Americas. Wasn't there a Krampus movie that came out not too long ago? I think there was like two. Like a, it was it was built up as like a horror flick. Yes, ah, ridiculous. But I don't think that he was like the actual. Like I think he was just like an evil Santa Claus. Like I think he was like oh, okay. you know like just like gross ratty red suit. Mm-hmm. Like they went that realm with Krampus. Okay. Hold on, in the see also section of the Krampus wiki, there is an article leading me to Yule Goat. I need to read about Yule Goat real quick to see if there's anything funny here. Eh. It's not that funny. We can move on. <laughs> As I delved more into the Krampus movie, mm-hmm. so it looks like he had ratty red suit, but also is depicted with horns. Okay. And pretty common. Seemingly some goat leg sort of stuff. Tracks. A very sort of hunched being. But, uh, yeah, weird. There have been. Okay. So here are all the films that I've been able to... A list of films featuring Krampus. Krampus, the Christmas Devil. Oh god, this is in German, I think. Vom Krampus Schweizen Latex Hat und Schaffel. Video documentary film. Krampus, The Reckoning. The Reckoning. (laughs) A Christmas horror story. Uh, One simply entitled Krampus. Uh, Krampus, The Devil Returns. Oh god, these next three are slam dunks. Krampus Unleashed, good. <laughs> which sounds like a like an energy drink named after Krampus, and then there's Mother Krampus and Mother Krampus Two. Hmm, weird. And then in production, apparently, there's Anti Claws, oh, like no. like the like like anti. I guess yeah. is the more close pronunciation, and not ants like you know your uh, your auntie. Like, yeah, and then Happy Krampus. <laughs> 
my oh, goodness. Good. Well, anyway, you know, Krampus, if you're listening, you know, season's mm-hmm. greetings. Yeah. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, Krampus. You're, you're the man. All right, so we only have one creature, I believe, left, Griffin. Yeah, for today. We, this this is gonna this is gonna wrap up our our holiday times. Yes. Um, so we thought nothing is more iconic or comes up more when you think about the holiday season, quite like you know, reindeer. 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 But we ain't just talking about any normal old reindeer. No, you can go. No, I mean, we have normal old reindeer. Yeah, we ain't talking about the ones that you accidentally run into coming down the Ohio freeway. No. Yeah. Aw. Aw. Sad. Pour, pour one out for the reindeer. Dude, for real, though. They're everywhere. Yeah, there's, so ma- there's so many of them. But we are talking about, as per a lot, a, a, another Christmas folklore song, Flying Reindeer. Yes. You know, Dasher, Dancer, mm-hmm. you know, Prancer, Vixen. That's, yep, those four. And Comet and, and, and Cupid and... Right. Donner and Blitzen. But do you recall? No. Okay. Oh, yeah. Reindeer. <laughs> God damn it. You almost, you almost kept going. I appreciate you. I'm, I'm glad that's the, the direction that joke took. Um, I have just the standard everyday land walking reindeer article pulled up on Wikipedia, and I figured we could just extrapolate from there. But since mm-hmm. these are a real earth animal yeah and i don't have access to the multiversal wikipedia mm-hmm. because i think my computer would explode yeah that's very very fair um there's a lot of information here to parse through so i think i think what we do is i will discuss i'll bring up things about earth reindeer and you can then extrapolate from there about how flying reindeer are similar and or different. All right, I, I, can, I can dig this. I like this. Yeah. Reindeer, also known as caribou, mm-hmm. which is just a fun word to say. Ooh, uh, caribou. Ooh, shit. caribou. What's that from? Jimmy Neutron. Oh, God. Jimmy Neutron. The episode That's where right. he, what, he blocks out the sun because Cindy wouldn't invite him to his pole party, to, like, the, to her pole party. Yowza. And then, w- with deodorant, m- mind you, um, and causes, oh, like, God, an, an yeah. ice age. It's like, well, me and the rest of the men are going to go hunting caribou. <laughs> <laughs> Reindeer also have a really badass, like, sounding, uh, like, scientific classification mm-hmm. name. Uh, Rangifer Tyrandus. Ooh. That like sounds a... like a name of a reindeer. Yeah. Mr. Tyrandus. Mr. Tyrandus. Mm. Uh, there I'm are species add that of to deer. my list of D&D names. Ooh. <laughs> just get <laughs> Oh, I, I need to do that now. Rangifer Tyrandus. I'm just going to come up with names of D&D characters based off of classifications. Uh, they are a species of deer. They are... Arctic, you know, Arctic, subarctic, tundra, boreal, mountainous regions, northern Europe, Siberia, North Africa, Africa, America, God, <laughs> the North rare Africa. African reindeer. <laughs> I think those are just antelope. Yes. Um, they've got the big antlers, mm-hmm. as deer are want to have. Yes. Um, God, there's a lot of information here. Antlers. Male and female reindeer can grow antlers. Is that true for normal deer? No. No, it's just, it's just males. Just males, uh, yeah. Although the proportion of females that grow antlers varies greatly between population and season. 
meat. Antlers are typically larger on males. In traditional festive legends, Santa Claus's reindeer pull a sleigh through the night sky to help Santa Claus deliver gifts to good children on Christmas Eve. Yes. I think it's interesting that they chose that initially when like the this this lore came into place that they chose reindeer. Yeah. Why not like eagles <laughs> or like penguins? That would be ridiculous. Glenn. That would be amazing. Oh, cuz flying be... reindeer's not ridiculous. We're just we're just socialized to it already. That's fair. Flying penguins is a much closer logical leap than flying reindeer. Flying polar bears. That would be dope. Flying seals. Eh. One large flying whale. (laughs) Sky whale. Sky whale. How fucking cool would that be if Santa just had one giant sky whale? He wouldn't need a crazy bag of holding to hold all the presents in. He could just keep the world's presents in the whale. That's fair. This would be so much better. Speaking of sky whales... We should really get our hands on one. Yes. Mostly for me. I really just want to be able to, like, ride a sky whale. Can we name it Moby? Probably. All right, nice. Cool. Okay, in the back pocket. I like it. So, reindeer. Yeah. They, they, you know, they they are but caribou, but can fly. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember? They seem to be. Go ahead. Oh, did you ever watch the movie Jingle All the Way? I'm sure I have at some point. Starring the incomparable Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, 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 yes. When he's trying to get little Anakin Skywalker uh, an action figure for Christmas. Yes. And Sinbad tries to stop him every step of the way. <laughs> go, go on. Uh, no, but the, the neighbor, the nice guy who wants to, to nail Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife, um, gets uh, a, a reindeer... Um, for like his Christmas decorations, um, but then Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger decides to pour beer into the deer's like feeding dish, yeah, and so the deer gets real drunk, <laughs> and then we don't see what happens to the deer. <laughs> I was like, Arnold, you intoxicated this animal. Where is justice for that animal? <laughs> I think we need to put Arnold Schwarzenegger on our our no sell list. I think so too, because he's got a rep, a rep for animal feeding abuse. alcohol to to animals. <laughs> yeah, no, for real though, animal endangerment. It doesn't say here that they like they enjoy the bev. Yeah, uh, it says here that they mostly feed on lichen, especially reindeer moss. Hmm. I'm gonna click on reindeer moss, Cladonia. Rangiferni, Ferina, Ferina, huh. also known as reindeer lichen. Well, uh, Here's a question: yes. How did lichen come from you know like being like moss and stuff to talking about werewolves? It's a different like. So I'm pretty suffix. sure the prena- aren't they spelled the same? No, no. Uh. Lichen like lycanthrope lichen is L Y C A N. This is L I C H E N. Oh, I remember when I first heard that. What, um, I think it was in the Underworld movie when Bill Nye's like, we are lichens! And I was like, you're a bunch of moss? <laughs> I was like, Bill Nye, what are you talking about? No, lichen... I want to find it, see if I can find the suffix. Like what lichen... Or the prefix. Ah, whatever. Um, but no, they're... <laughs> lichen the moss and lichen the werewolves are two different things. 
Yeah. Oh, um, well. well. Even though it's called reindeer anyway. moss, it's not a moss. Oh. Hmm. It is It is a lichen, not a moss. I think they're What's different. the difference between a lichen and a moss? God, apparently we're talking about this. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Google. You got me intrigued. Damn. No, I want to, too. This is just we don't sell these. Lichen and moss. What's the difference? Uh, courtesy of... Well, that's, that's what the article is. It's literally moss and lichen. Wait, what's the difference? Courtesy of the Canadian Museum of Nature. Um, a moss is a simple plant, and lichen is, and this is an exact quote from this thing, a fungi algae sandwich. <laughs> what the hell? Mosses are multicellular organisms. Uh... Lichens are a mix of at least two different organisms. A fungus and an alga. Alga? Algae? Living together as one. Well, the singular of algae. Yeah, it's algae. Is it? I think so. Eh. Oh, well. But yeah, so lichens lichens are a a compound thing. But anyway, uh, reindeer, they eat this thing called reindeer moss. Um, Ooh, this is actually kind of interesting. They are the only large mammal able to metabolize lichen owing to specialized bacteria and protozoa in their gut. Well, look at that. That's neat. So you probably will need to, like, special special request this yeah. stuff, which we have, that or, of course. That or live in an area where it's abundant. Yeah. So um, do your research. They also eat the leaves of willows and birches, as well as sedges and grasses. They've been known to eat their own fallen antlers, probably Weird. for calcium, it says. So kind of reconstitute that. There's some evidence to suggest that on occasion, especially in the spring when they are nutritionally stressed, they will also feed on small rodents, fish, and bird eggs. Uh, They've been known to devour mushrooms enthusiastically in the late summer. (laughs) (laughs) That's fun. That's a fun adjective that they, or adverb they use. Enthusiastically. Um, Um, So here's my question. Yes. Going, switching topics real quick here. So, you know, the song says... Something about reindeer games. If, as someone who loves coming up with games for things, oh, I was wondering what type of game you might think this would entail. I was thinking some form of Sky Polo, but mm. Sky Polo is very good. You would. The issue with Sky Polo is coming up with an effective like boundary line. Yeah, I mean, like it would have to be take place in you know, much like a like a Quidditch court. Yeah, that's fair. Yes. Why didn't that, why don't why didn't they just fly reindeer in Harry Potter? <laughs> I mean, because they have brooms. I know, but I like the visual a lot more. <laughs> it's fair. Um, I mean, now that you think about Quidditch, now that I don't think about Quidditch is pretty much like Sky Polo. So, yeah, actually, it's very very similar. Here's what I'm thinking. Okay. So they have the, uh, the antlers. Okay. Are I think integral. Yes. to whatever this is. I'm thinking that there is akin to Quidditch, where there are big hoops. Uh, but I, I think instead, it's a instead of like the hoops being the goals, like that you have to get something through, I think the reindeer have to fly around and like see how many hoops they can hook onto their on antlers. On their antlers! Yeah, Ooh. and like that's, that's a scoring system. Because smaller... not only do you have to keep collecting them, you have to keep the ones you have collected on your antlers. And then I think there's different sizes, and you raise an interesting point, because I was going to say the smaller the hoop, the more points it's worth, because it's harder to get through, but a bigger hoop would have trouble staying on, I think. Yeah. So I, I, I would say that the challenge of hooking it 
is more difficult than the keeping it on. That's fair. So I would say definitely the higher point total would be the the the, the smaller ring mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of the hoop. And maybe it's a maybe it's a, a round based thing where you have an attacking team and a defending team, where the defending team has to like there there is there's one side of play that is responsible for lobbing the hoops, so they have to make it difficult to. Ooh, no, I've got it. Okay, so. Each team has a player. I'm gonna you keep using the Quidditch metaphor. Yeah. Um, that is akin to the Seeker, uh, where they are kind of a third party player almost, where they are responsible for throwing the hoops, sending the hoops into the air. So they have to make it difficult enough that it is harder for the their opponents to hook, but still simple, but but easy enough for their teammates to get it. Now I'm saying. See, I I was expect like like imagining like you know they had been you know, someone that cast like levitate on them, so they're like floating in space, mm. and the they get replenished as the as the match goes on. Yeah, and you know as they hook them on, they have the opportunity to like go and like bank the ones they have. Oh, but if the you know, as if they leave, then you know they're leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 the, the, the sort of action for a bit. Yeah, so it's so like it's, a you know, it's like reward thing. Do you sit there and collect, like, keep collecting, yeah. but like risk losing a bunch, or do you cut it for a second, go bank the ones you have? I like that a and lot. Then actually, return. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that a lot. I think yeah. there also are got to be dedicated, sort of akin to beaters that are they cannot pick up hoops themselves, but are allowed to steal hoops from enemy uh, opponent opposing that or just cause people carrying them to drop them yeah or they're or they're like they're they're just a a collision hazard yes they just sit there and just check people (laughs) there's there's, there could be a legitimate amount of strategy to this because like you could have your your really small fast reindeer just be a runner like like Mm -hmm. he could go around and and scoop up hoops from from teammates and run them back well, here's the thing. Now, is this a thing where the reindeers are going solo, or is this a mounted sport? I think this Akin is just to a polo. I think this is just a reindeer sport. Just a reindeer, like reindeer only game. Reindeer, right. reindeer cool. only games. Okay, I like it. I think this is for the reindeer because I mean, uh, in in uh, the very successful action sport Umberhulky, it's just the Umberhulks. That's fair. Um, but like, also, you can't ride an Umber Hulk, you know. I guess like, you could try. I think it yes. ends poorly. But like, you know, just like any other sort of you know horse or whatever, like caribou are very, very large. So yes. like, you know, saddling up a, a you know a big reindeer not out of would the, not out of be the not out of the question. Yeah. Hmm. And 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 you know you and your your reindeer working together in mm-hmm. tandem. So not only is your reindeer hooking stuff, but you're also reaching, grabbing things out of the air, yeah. hooking them on. Could maybe, be cool. Maybe it's like tennis where there's uh, like solos and Double, duos. Yeah, like yeah. In doubles? Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> and so like if it's, if it's 6v6 reindeer only, then for doubles, it's just three reindeer, three riders versus three reindeer, three riders. Ooh. So it's always six bodies on the field. Per team. Interesting. That'd be I interesting. Like Changes the strategy a lot, too. It's a completely different game then. Smaller yeah, most numbers. Definitely. Ooh. Ooh. I love doing creature games. Yes. <laughs> so fun. much. 
Yeah, I didn't think this was going to be a frequent bit, but I'm digging it. I'm okay with it. It really tickles the game maker part of my brain. Yeah. So that's reindeer. That's reindeer. They're, you know, they're, they're, it's just like, I would say, aside from the fact that they fly, I mean, it's just like keeping a, you know, a horse or any other type of sort of, yeah, like, a horse, a zebra. You probably uh, need a stable of some kind. You're going to want a stable, you know, someone to keep them. You'll need to establish boundaries. Exactly. <laughs> You're probably gonna lose them. Make sure it's nice and it's brushed, it's fed, it's watered, mm-hmm. everything. You gotta, you know, we, we we you know discuss the type of food it needs. It's gonna need something different than you know what a lot of sort of uh, other creatures you know eat. So you're gonna need to either live somewhere where that is plentiful mm-hmm. or uh, find a, a, a some a contact, a hookup with someone who can get that sort of stuff for you. Which I mean, maybe would be us if you want you to know, patronize us even one, more. One stop shop is all I'm saying. Um, the summers are a little rough for reindeer. Um, you probably don't find a ways to keep them cool if you don't live in, uh, the most, uh, alpinous, alpinous, whatever, alpine environment. They have some, some pretty common natural predators, but things that if you're in any sort of civilized area, you're probably not going to run into, you know, bears, wolverines, mountain uh, lion. The thing I would, yeah, the thing I would hazard people about is, um, there are, Apparently, blood-sucking insects are very fond of reindeer, like mosquitoes and bloat, uh, uh, bot flies and things like that. And they can interfere with their, like, feeding behaviors and uh, calving behaviors. So be wary of that. Get some get some, some deet for well, your... Don't, not deet, because deet's poisonous. But Is, perhaps oh, some... Yeah, no, never mind. I'm perhaps thinking, some, like, yeah. uh, some permethrin or... Um, other sort of um insect uh away yeah um but yeah other than that uh it would be just nice and chill just you know treat it with love like every, everything else and um and during the nice, holiday nice season you can become the most popular person on the block for real though giving reindeer rides to little kids to all the little kitties charging a nice a nice amount of pop especially if it's airborne for real, though. Definitely get waivers signed first. Yes. Uh, some sort of safety mechanism, a parachute, perhaps. Whether you, you, you're you on the ground or in the air, mm-hmm. get that waiver signed. Mm-hmm. And um, get some sleigh bells to oh. just hype up the festivities. Maybe some holly. But don't, never know what... don't, if the reindeer does not like it, then you yes. take it off. Respect Listen your deer. Listen to your animal. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um... That's uh, I think that's about our time there, Griffin. I think that's gonna be it. That's that. This has been a a, a fun, nice little Christmas yeah. uh, fest of uh of happiness. I'm I'm excited for this one. This is this was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Yeah, most definitely. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, as always, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, feel free to reach out to us and ask questions about creatures, or um, you know, if you're just not if you're not quite sure what you're looking for. You know, tell us a little bit about yourself, your hobbies, your oh, yeah. interests, your your general climate in which you live. We love to play matchmaker. Let us do what we do best. Mm-hmm. Um, Fantastic. Um, we uh, we never des- decided what we were going to do. We did as far as our new uh, uh, of an outro. I think we sit on it for now, and we just we just give a warm holiday wish to all of our listeners uh, and all of our customers. And just sign off with a very simple "It's all about love, baby," and call it a day. Yeah, wherever you are, whatever whatever holiday you partake in—Christmas, uh, Hanukkah, Yule, 
Candle Knights. Kwanzaa. Um, Kwanzaa. I always forget about Kwanzaa. Um, you guys are great. Thanks for listening to the first few episodes. Hopefully yeah. you had a fantastic holiday season. Mm-hmm. You got everything you wanted. Mm-hmm. Hopefully your your family didn't talk about politics too much. And or if yeah. they did, it didn't erupt into some sort of fiery discussion. We can only hope. Uh, hopefully in this new year, you uh, make a new year resolution to find a, a new uh, sort of thing to love and mm-hmm. when you're looking for that hopefully you stop by over here at Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop I'm gonna do a bold thing real quick since right. when we release this episode it will be a lot closer to New Year's it'll be the day after not Christmas not New Year's oh New Year's sorry mm-hmm. I want to I want to challenge anyone who's listening to this to find a new podcast mm-hmm in a genre that you typically don't listen to. Because I typically keep to the pretty standard... Like, I listen to D&D. comedy shows and D&D shows. Yeah. But, like, maybe I'll pick up a true crime show Ooh. this year. Like, I don't know. I don't branch out a lot when it comes to podcasts. And I think I should. I think I want to... The podcast community has been really supportive to us ever since we started mm-hmm. with Another Path. Especially the D&D podcast community. And I just want to start getting that positive energy back out and start reciprocating that oh, a Most definitely, bit. yeah. So go go check some people out and let us know if you find any real bangers. Let us know. Yeah, let us know, and if we find anything great, we'll be sure to yeah. uh, you know, reach out to them. Maybe uh, see about maybe plugging plugging them in our show. Yeah, them vice versa. Because you know what's beautiful at the, about the podcast community, we're it, we're all just here to make things for people to enjoy. Yeah, um, and, and aren't afraid to support each other and you know tell others about what others are working on. So it's pretty rad. It's pretty dope. All right, so folks. you guys have been fantastic. I'm Zach. I'm Griffin. And just remember, at the end of the day, it's all about love, baby. Happy holidays, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Ring a ding, 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 Sleigh bell outro. Thank you for listening to episode four of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. You can follow us on Twitter at Pet Shopcast, myself at Griff Cold, and Zach at That Guy Zach Rob. If you feel like showing us some love, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice, and check out our merch store at AnotherPathPodcast.com, where you can also find our actual play D&D podcast. We'd like to again thank Nikki Does Puzzles for our theme music, and you can find more of her work on her personal SoundCloud, Nikki Does Puzzles. We wish you all a happy holidays from every dimension of the pet shop, and we'll see you all again in the new year.